welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. The global talent shortage is forcing every organization to create an employer value proposition that extends beyond just purely compensation. Companies are forced to evaluate not only how they pay for performance, but the entire employer-employee dynamic. Things from working hours, workplace setup, and location, training and development offerings, not to mention internal and external communications. And with employees seemingly having so many options, how does an organization become an employer of choice? How do you retain high-performing employees and keep them engaged when competition is so fierce? I'm here with Boyd Williams, Asia-Pacific Human Resources Director at Bacardi Martini, and we're discussing how to retain key talent for future growth in a highly competitive marketplace. Boyd, thanks for joining us from Hong Kong. You're welcome. Boyd, you've had a really interesting career history. Take us through uh, your background leading up to your current role. Well, I originally um, educated uh, in uh, Sydney, Australia, and uh, joined um, one of the world's largest uh, FMCG businesses directly from university as a trainee, Unilever. Worked for a long period with them uh, in a number of different countries around the world, including uh, Kenya in, uh, in Africa, uh, the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, uh, Singapore, uh, as well as my home country in Australia. Um, then uh, left uh, Unilever when they were at a crossroads in terms of strategy and performance and joined uh, DHL, Deutsche Post DHL, uh, a recently acquired business by the German Post Office uh, based in Singapore, worked with them for five years. Very large organisation. In Asia, we had 30,000 employees spread across um, 17 countries uh, from um, India in the uh, northwest to uh, Japan and as far down south as New Zealand. Um, then uh, returned uh, to Australia as Chief HR Officer for the Fosters uh, Group, a beer, uh, wine and spirits organisation. Uh, got involved in a very interesting uh, exercise there in a corporate demerger. Um, I've done lots of mergers over the years, but had never been involved in a corporate demerger. So that was a very interesting, very interesting exercise. And that was how I got into uh, the premium spirits business, by the way. And then was invited to join Bacardi um, to uh, come up to Hong Kong and uh, build the capability uh, necessary to deliver uh, on the business plan in Hong Kong. Uh, Bacardi has had a rather indifferent business performance over many years in, in Asia Pacific, um, uh, mostly through a lack of people capability. And the task was to um, uh, design and then execute the Asia-Pacific piece of a global transformation of the Bacardi Martini organisation. And I've been in, here in Hong Kong now for about two years. So tell us, Boyd, a family-owned company like yours um, has a strong sense of culture and history. How does this impact your HR decision-making? Uh, quite significantly. Uh, some very strong values. And perhaps uh, the, the big difference is, of course, that the owner's name is, is on the bottle, Bacardi. So anything that we do um, reflects on the family personally. So you have to be, you're even more conscious about your integrity and the decisions that the business makes, uh, on, particularly on the people's side, but also in the general conduct of the business because the family take it personally. We do have very strong values uh, and 
we regularly use, and perhaps we can talk a little more deeply about it later, regularly use um, family members that have previously worked in the business um, to uh, travel around the world and act as ambassadors for those values, reinforcing them with, uh, with new employers. So very, very important. And so how do you ensure that your culture is consistently um, applied throughout such a diverse region like Asia? People talk about Asia, but there isn't a one Asia, a homogeneous Asia. It's extremely diverse. So that's the, the first thing that people need to, to recognise. And I think at the end of the day, what, what we have to accept is that we implement um, the values and the culture to greater or lesser degrees depending on where we are in the region. But the first thing to be able to do is to clearly articulate what the values and the, and the associated behaviours are um, as the first step. And then you've got to um, overlay them with what the cultural and social norms are um, uh, in the country in which you operate. And just as, a, as a, uh, an example, um, in India, which is largely a um, what we call a black market, as, uh, when it comes to alcohol, we're not allowed to advertise alcohol directly in the marketplace. Many of our female employees are very coy about um, telling people they work in a spirits, industry, spirits business because of the, the social norm uh, and uh, stigma that that might, might attach to them. So pushing the boundaries of um, gender diversity, for example, in our talent strategy in India is much, much more difficult than it is, say, in a developed economy like, um, like Australia, for example. Very interesting. And given that the talent market's you know, so competitive, um, for a company like Bacardi, how have you been able to sort of keep your top talent motivated, um, engaged and retained? Well, there's no, there's no magic bullets here um, or silver bullet magic wand here. I think it comes back to one part of your opening statement is that you've got to have a very clear um, employment proposition. Why do people want to join Bacardi, why should people join Bacardi, and then deliver on that proposition. So if you're, if you're saying, come and join Bacardi and have an international career, or come and join Bacardi and get um, fantastic development, or come and join Bacardi and be highly paid, and it doesn't really matter what the proposition is, then you've got to deliver on it. And most companies, the research will tell you, most companies something like 75% of companies fail to deliver on their employment proposition and that's why they end up having low levels of employee engagement. My experience with Bacardi is no different to what it was with Unilever, with DHL, um, with, um, with Fosters, is that the, the one thing that people want is development, both on a personal level and, and a professional level. It's relatively easy to provide the compensation. Uh, it's relatively easy uh, to provide um, the physical working conditions, the safe working conditions, but the one thing that, that, we, that I've found consistently under-delivered on is the, the progress. People, if you think about it, people have a very simple motivation. They want to have a well-paid, satisfying job with career prospects. And the first two, I think, are relatively easy to deliver. The third one is the most difficult. And so we have, for all of our 
first thing is we know who our top talent is. You actually have to have a process to make sure that you know who your top talent is and then make sure that we're meeting their, their uh, needs through our um, employment propositions, like any relationship. If, if the needs of each party are not being met, then eventually that, that relationship is going to break down. So we have a checklist that we go through to make sure that people are well paid, they have the career prospects, they're doing the kind of work that they want to do, that they have the appropriate work-life balance, if that's important to them. Um, but they are well-led leadership. We must never underestimate the impact of leadership on creating an environment that is that is motivated. So we have that checklist, and then as a result of that, we're able to determine whether or not an individual is a flight risk and then craft specific and bespoke interventions at the individual level to make sure that we can hang on to that talent. So if you, if you look at, uh, you know, Bacardi's strong culture, sense of family values, um, what do you find are, you know, the biggest challenges when you're taking talent from, you know, more conventional companies? And some of these you've, you've, you've discussed, but just keen to, to understand that properly. I don't think that we, on the positive side, I don't think that we suffer from um, the big tobacco um, uh, syndromes. Uh, uh, although we actively promote responsible uh, drinking of consumption of alcohol, and there are many markets in Asia where there are significant restrictions on both the advertising and consumption of alcohol. We're not yet, I don't think, in uh, the same position in the community as big tobacco. Uh, that said, a lot of people think that you need to consume, be able to drink alcohol to join Bacardi, and that's not true. We have many, many people in the organisation who do not consume um, alcohol. So we don't have that as a problem. Um, the Bacardi brands um, are very well known, and um, this uh, acts as a natural attraction uh, to people to come in and join uh, the organisation. In fact, our latest employee engagement data tells us that um, you know 98% of our workforce um, uh, love the, the Bacardi brands. In fact, it's a key driver uh, of employee engagement um, for us. So um, it is. It's a great category to work in. It's a, it's a fun category to work in. And being a truly global organisation, Bacardi can provide uh, an international career. It has a strong training and development um, uh, process. Uh, on the compensation side, I don't think we're... We don't aim to be highest payers in the marketplace. Um, we don't need to be. We seem to be able to attract um, high-caliber people through um, the nature of the category, the strength of our brands, and what we can deliver in terms of training and development. And that was Boyd Williams, Regional Head of Bacardi, talking on attracting and retaining the best talent. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, follow our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.